after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. We're bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right. We're here to talk about TV commercials. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Look, Mommy, that lady has dandruff. My name is Andrew Walsh. I do not have dandruff. I'm with Genevieve Has. Jury still out? Uh, I don't think I currently have dandruff. I can't say I've never had dandruff. I think I had it once. Once? Just for like one day. <laughs> just a, just a 24-hour case of dandruff. it was snowing <laughs> outside, yeah. I, I think I was fine. Um, coming up today, it's a Genevieve takeover. That's how we're starting the show today, with a good, old-fashioned Genevieve takeover, which I'll say... I need that. I feel like sometimes I don't wake up until about halfway through the show. <laughs> sometimes I fall asleep halfway through the show. But today is one of those days where I think I need you to be my booster rocket to get in, get into this, Veeves. And you've been seeing a bunch of uh, commercials on TV that, uh, for a change, are not Super Bowl related. I feel yeah. like we've done three weeks of Super Bowl or Super Bowl tangentially related stuff. It's nice to be free of that. It was fun, but now we're just out here in the open waters again, just grabbing whatever we see out yeah. there with our big nets and avoiding dolphin. I need to stop this analogy now. Yeah. Have you ever been on a boat? I was on a boat once. My Uncle Steve had one in Lake Erie. <laughs> well, um, no dolphins. The only thing that these commercials have in common is that I noticed them. <laughs> okay, so good. That's the overriding factor here. All right. So I'll uh, hand the reins over to you in a second. After the Genevieve takeover, though, I guess I'll take over again. Uh, You'll just be waking up. I'll just be waking up. I'll ask you what I missed, and then um, we'll do a little quizzy poo. How do you feel about that? How do you how do you feel about me calling it a quizzy poo? I don't I don't love it. I'll be honest, I don't love it either. I'm not going to say that anymore. But I have put together a quiz for you. Now this is a little bit problematic, not in the modern sense, not, the <laughs> not in sense. the cancel sense. Yeah, um, but I was pretty far along in putting together this quiz when I suddenly realized I had to start paying attention to this little gnawing voice in the back of my head that was saying, I feel like I've done Google searches on all of these things before. This is starting to feel a little familiar. I had that feeling a couple of times. I'm like, just power through. Ignore your better instincts. And then finally, I went into our archives and I realized we did something similar. Not a quiz, but we talked about some of these concepts back in episode number 33, which was five years ago. So I am guessing that you won't remember all of them. It was a while back, and we also have a lot of new listeners. So let me tell you what the quiz is about this time. I'm calling it, for now, Bud or Bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to quiz you on a bunch of doohickeys and silly gimmick innovations that beer companies have employed in their bottles and their cans and their packaging over the years. You got to tell me if it's a real one or a fake one. Oh, I'm excited. And I think I can maybe give you bonus points if you can also guess the company. Okay. So they're not all brand. They're not all Budweiser. No, it's just that's why I don't think. And also Bud sounds more like marijuana these days. I think we need a better name. But for now, that's what I'm calling it. Okay. Could be Bush or Bullshit. 
could be. Well, it's just technically still a beer, I think. Yeah, I think I think so. I'm now I'm trying to remember if there are any of those on my quiz. But if I say too much, I will ruin it all. But anyway, that's coming up in a little bit. Let's start though with a Genevieve takeover. You got to say it like that. I love cheese, but I really love cake. Oh no, Professor Bananas! Anyone else want to stage a revolution with me? If it gets completely fucked up, so what? Okay, well, um, I want to start with a new campaign from the General Insurance. Um, We've talked about this before. It's one of those kind of commercials, or it's been a campaign of commercials with Shaq and very shitty animation. And the pitch, as far as I can tell, has always been like, it's like, we're weird, we're, we're alternative to like the, you know, insurance for grownups, basically. And also their pitch has been explicitly like, anybody can get insured here. Mm -hmm. If you can't get insured, um, you know, reasonably with somebody else, like we'll take you if you have a bad driving record, if you've been uninsured, et cetera, et cetera. For a great low rate. You can get online. You can get online, call the general, save some time. Yeah, which why would you go, why why would you you call call? them if they were online? Am I remembering that wrong? For a great low rate, you can get online. Go to the general and save some ah, time. Ah, I see. Gotcha. There you go. Um, so, so most people, I think, are probably familiar with this, and and mm-hmm. they're sh- super low budget. Yeah, they tend except to- they do have Shaquille O'Neal, who is you know inarguably a celebrity, right? I mean, they have to be paying him, but aside from that, it's like him kind of just being clunky and trying to interact with a silly cartoon of a general, yes. and it's like, but it's. It's just really low budget and seemingly knowing, but also just like kind of cool with it. Yeah, right. And and it always seemed like pretty junky insurance because, and it seemed very intentional. Like mm-hmm. the commercials feel kind of junky because the insurance is kind of junky because the insurance clients are, you know, not the cream of the crop, mm-hmm. let's say. Or the richest of the... Yeah, I mean, my, my impression was always, it was, yes, part of it's like an income thing, but even more so, it was like people who did not have spotless records, you mm-hmm. know. So cut to, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and I'm watching TV and a general an ad comes on with um, with with Shaq. And this is part of a new campaign that they're doing where they 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 full on address how crappy their commercials are. And they have people apologizing to Shaq and to other characters for not believing that the insurance was actually good the whole time. And I love that this is so meta. Um, so because they're higher budget commercials now. I mean, they're not like marginally. They're not super high budget. But this one was this one actually shot on location or is this a green screen? I'm looking at here. This is shot on location, I think. Right. Maybe. Yeah, I think this maybe is shot on location. Um. So, yeah, they're in the woods. Um, oh, and I think notably the the weird the the crappy CGI cartoon of the general is nowhere to be yes, seen. Yes, exactly. And this one has even more star power. Yeah. So Craig Robinson, uh, probably best known or, or first known for being in the office, but he's done so much since then. Um, he's hiking through the woods. He's with two companions and they come upon Shaq, who is dressed like very like hermit of the woods. He's sort of in like a, a weird fur 
cape parka thing yeah um he's sitting in front of a hermit shack and a are you sitting and he has like a an open fire that he's he's sitting before he has a very long gray beard yeah so he's been there a while he's definitely sort of been like I don't know, exiled to the woods or, mm-hmm. or has exiled himself. So anyway. No, I think that Craig Robinson even admits that he they exiled they him. They exiled him. So yes. Craig Robinson um, talks to Shaq and I'll let him take it from there. Okay, let's take So they just stumble upon him. Shaq? Remember you telling us to check out the general for car insurance and we all thought you were losing it, so we left you deep in the woods? Turns out you were right about the general. I just misjudged them based on their commercials. They're actually a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I'm pretty sure I said all of that. I bet. Let's get out of here. Five more minutes, my skunk is almost done. Ooh, is that what I smell? For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. So they lost the jingle. They've lost the jingle. They've changed the uh, the tagline. Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly 60 years of, uh, of quality insurance or whatever they say. Um, I love Craig Robinson. I think he's an inspired choice to uh, deliver this message because there's something about Craig Robinson that's so um, how to put this like he 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 recently he was in the Super Bowl ads, right? He had he was the Pizza Hut uh, guy. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, he's in his little his little uh, rumpus room. Yeah, his '80s Pizza Hut themed uh, rumpus room, and I love Craig Robinson's ability to kind of like almost turn to camera and kind of like wink at it, mm-hmm, you know, without mm-hmm. without really doing it. So I think it's really fun for a, for a commercial that's really based on this meta commentary about their previous ads to, to feature Craig. And I like anything that implies past action. He says, remember when we didn't believe you, so we brought you deep into the woods and left you there? Like, I'd watch that. How did that go down? <laughs> yeah, show me the flashback. <laughs> like, why, why did you decide? Like, um, we didn't believe you. So we didn't just not get the insurance. We decided we we're going to banish you to the woods. And Shaq was like, okay, I live here now. Well, that's the on, that's the overriding theme of all of these ads in the campaign. This next one also features Shaq. This time he's in a lunchroom. He's uh, like a sort of a office or corporate lunchroom. He's eating lunch with a kid. I don't know if this kid, if we're supposed to know who this kid is, but I don't know who this kid is. The kid is too young so that it's, I think it's just goofy, right? Because at first I was like, is this supposed to imply that it's his kid? But that's not the right age. I think it's just silliness. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the general. Like, they're trying to say we're not just silliness, but also they do a lot of just silliness. Yeah. Sorry about the extra noise there. Um, And again, I think notably, like, it's a real set. You know what? This looks, this looks like a school. This is a weird thing. I'm looking at the set right now. I mean, I guess it could be an office park, but it actually looks like kind of a kid's cafeteria. There's no chance that the adults are the ones out of place here, is there? Anything's possible. I mean, you don't see that many kids besides this one kid who's eating lunch with Shaq. But anyway, in this lunchroom, wherever it is, maybe it is a school, I don't know, these two um, guys in suits, adults in suits, carrying their lunch trays, walk up to Shaq and this kid and basically say the same thing that Craig Robinson just said. I don't think the kid has any lines, but I just want to say this kid is so adorable. Yes, he's like adorable. Big, just big round glasses. Yeah. All right, take a listen to this. Hey, Shaq, remember you were talking about the general being great insurance? We stopped letting you sit with us at lunch. I do. Well, turns out you were right. They're actually a quality insurance company. That's what I've been telling you. Can we sit with you? Well, great low rate. The kid just drinks from his juice box and gives him a look. Yeah, they. I think they. I think that's an implied no. Um, and then there's one more, which for whatever weird reason 
uh, does not involve Shaq or any characters that I recognize from uh, from previous general ads. This is really confusing to me. I tried, well, I didn't try to suss it out. I just read the online comments underneath this commercial, and you'll be surprised to hear that it didn't help me all that much. Well, you have a guy sitting by the side of the street, kind of like on a park, on a on a bench, on a sidewalk, and a, I believe a limousine pulls up. Oh, he's he's like busking. He's yeah, just playing he's got his guitar. guitar yeah. A limousine pulls up. The window rolls down, and what is now clear, what is obviously his pre his former bandmates who have kicked him out of the band, have something to say to him. Yeah, and again, I don't think we know. I don't think this is part of the universe they, that they've already set none up. None of them are recognizable to me. Yeah. Dave, you remember when we kicked you out of the band for recommending the general for our car insurance? Yeah. Turns out you were right about the general. They're actually a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, go with the general. I wonder, this is an official commercial on the general's YouTube page, but that's a 15-second version. And I'm surprised that the guy doesn't say... Yes, that's exactly what I've been telling you. Or there something. is actually a 30-second version. I must have grabbed the... I, I didn't look closely enough and grabbed the 15-second version. In the 30-second version, either Dave or the guys in the band acknowledge that they then wrote a hit song, which is why they're now successful and famous, oh, okay. about how they kicked him out of the band for recommending cheap insurance. Oh, yeah. That's a bummer we don't have that one. But um, let's see here. One person in the comments says the actor in the car is Todd... Giebenhain, who played Francis's dim-witted friend Richie on Malcolm in the Middle. My guess is I didn't uh, get the pronunciation right. Apologies for that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That 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 one throws me off because the other two have Shaq. It's part of the established brand, and I don't know what's I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I, the general isn't like the other insurer, the big insurers, where it's such an elaborate universe of characters and themes and campaigns. Um, but it is kind of fun to see them expanding their universe a little bit and referring back to things that used that have happened and referring back to their uh, their previous campaigns. I'll be curious to know how this works for them, um, just as from a business standpoint, because clearly they did some market research and it came back. It must have overwhelmingly come back that like, yeah, no one trusts that you're good insurance because you seem like you're for burnout. And I also just wonder if they just have a little bit more money now. You know what I mean? That's like possible. maybe things are just going well and they're like, let's kind of step up our game a little bit. I guess so. I mean, these commercials don't seem exponentially more expensive to me. They just seem less intentionally. Um, the Like, I, I don't think that they're necessarily cost less to make. They just seem a little more intentional. Oh, my gosh. These seem... I mean, it could just be their decision, so I'm not saying for sure that it's a money thing, but these are so much more high production quality. First of all, they're almost all, like, somewhere. They're on a set somewhere. That's true. The other uh, general ones, it's like a plain white screen behind them or just like it's supposed to be behind the scenes at a uh, at a shoot and they're right. sitting on director's chairs like it has been like janky was like the word for those That's commercials true. and these are like you know they did at least go out to the woods they hired more actors they have like various angles i can't explain it. like the other ones are just like head on like people talking yeah. directly to the camera where these are like little plays you know That's i mean true. again not not outside the realm of what we see all over TV all the time, but compared to the general, those things were just so cheap and two-dimensional. Yeah, I think they must have for sure hired diff a different creative team yeah. to do them. Uh, now, I have heard the phrase horn dog" before, but let me ask you this. Why do you want to talk about horny dogs? 
Red Bull wants me to talk about horny dogs. This, really? Yeah. I mean, Red Bull commercials, um, you know, they've for years had this very distinctive style with these little cartoons and the Red Bull gives you wings as the tagline. And, and it's been, I think, a really versatile campaign because it you can you can transpose it onto any era or any little story. Um, and all you need is sort of a punchline where the Red Bull helped somebody accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Right. But this one was this one made me clutch my pearls because well it was so you're doing dirty. that more and more these days. <laughs> I know, I'm getting so easily shocked. Um, this is I'm going to have to sort of narrate it for you. But essentially, um, we start with a large uh, spotted dog. I guess I guess a Dalmatian. It but, is a Dalmatian. I think it even says it in the description. Okay, so a, a Dalmatian, uh, a female Dalmatian, um, walks across the screen against a little cartoon. She's followed by. Um, a litter of puppies who are sort of look like her. They have her spots, but they also have like a beagle's ears. Um, and then trotting along behind the puppy litter and the Dalmatian is a beagle or what I take to be a beagle. So now the little, the beagle sort of walks proudly by as he walks by the Dalmatian is, is overcome with hearts and love for him. He drinks a Red Bull. Red Bull gives you his tail boyoings, aka oh, that, that sound could only mean gets one an thing. erection, and then he grows sprouts little wings. And the implication, barely an implication, uh, more of just a statement, is that by getting the by getting Red Bull and getting wings, he's now able to fly up and have sex with a dog that's much taller than him. Oh, what did you think was happening? I thought it just meant Red Bull gives you boners. <laughs> well, I think it also means because it's such a short dog and it's such a tall bitch. Uh, Easy. <laughs> that that's the that's the joke, right? Like, how does it? How does how do they do it? That, I'm so I'm dumb, or I was just distracted by the that I didn't realize that that's kind of the thing. How did the small, short dog do it with the tall dog? I'm just repeating you again, which is like, I'm stalling. Um, but no, I, I was just, I clutched my own pearls and was just like, whoa, that, that dog just got a boner. Yeah, the dog definitely did get a boner, which Well, it's a, a tail boner, a t- I guess. But, but I mean, that's it's what it implied. signifies. It's the implication. But I think what's even dirtier than the tail boner is... The flying up to have it, sex. It answers the question, right, right, You right, know, sure. sort of mental picture they're giving us. Now, next time I see that, that will be in my head as well. Um, this next one I somehow found to be more disturbing. <laughs> but yep. I will say that, like, and, I, and I'm saying this I actually with a modicum of sensitivity, I will say that I have a real bias against, and actually kind of a... a, a, a a knee-jerk reaction kind of against like uh like you know anything that's related to cosmetic surgery or that type of stuff and this commercial kind of dances at the edges of that a bit right yeah this is for a product called plexiderm and i don't need you to play the whole thing it's almost an infomercial it's so long i think it's like two minutes or something what i found interesting so plexiderm if you aren't familiar if you don't watch a lot of late night tv plexiderm is a cosmetic but it is a short-term kind of facelift cosmetic. So you apply it to your crow's feet or your, you know, the bridge of your nose or your under your under eye bags. And for, you know, five to 10 hours, it tightens that skin. And I don't know what the chemical process is. It's probably horrifying. 
Um, but I think it does, you know, for a short term sort of facelift look, this this shit will like tighten your your skin up. Doesn't that alone just sounds creepy to me? Sort of the fact that it's temporary like that. And it's yeah. I mean, I don't. I have no particular um, issue with plastic surgery and. This doesn't, I don't find this to be disturbing intrinsically as a product. I mean, like, I wake up sometimes and, like, I feel like my under eye bags are really obvious and yeah. gross. And I wish that I did have something that would just tighten them up. Yeah. Um, what I think is interesting about this is that it's such a, it's so of the moment. Because Plexiderm's been around forever. Like, they've been, they've been doing these, like, kind of late night ads mm. where the ad buys are cheap and they, they can buy, like, a three minute, you know, spot for a bunch of testimonials that's all this is but the what's interesting about it is like it's not they're they're acknowledging that we're all in covid times i don't think they ever say covid but they talk about video conferencing Mm -hmm. so this is all about how you can look good temporarily because again remember it's like it wears off temporarily for your video chats and i just love all the very awkward references to video chats. Hi, I'm Jonathan Greenhut, the CEO of Plexiderm. Seeing our friends and family up close and personal with video chat is wonderful these days. And it's even <laughs> better if you look and feel your best. So how does Plexiderm perform to shrink the appearance of wrinkles, under eye bags, and fine lines on a video conversation? A video conversation. My, friends, my family, they can't believe it. They're all calling. There's been creams, there's been lotions, concealers. They're all calling as in they're calling me more now because I look better on the screen. I took it to mean they're calling to say, what have you done? Like, where are you? Uh, where, what is okay. this miracle product? Okay. It's amazing. My friends, my family, they can't believe it. They're all calling. There's been creams. There's been lotions, concealers. Nothing works like this. When I tried Plexiderm the first time, my daughter said, oh, dad, did you get a haircut? And I said, no, I, I didn't get a haircut. I tried this Plexiderm product out. Oh, like, I said, no, I got all of them cut. Then she said, oh, dad. And then I said, actually, I'm putting this shit on my face. So much younger. I said, oh, thank you. We've created the best offer yet with our $14.95 Plexiderm 10-minute challenge. We know you'll want to look and feel your best. So before you step in front of that video chat, Plexiderm your crow's feet. Plexiderm your fine... Anyway, I don't want to make people feel bad if they use this, and that's why I said before I, I want to be sensitive about it. I feel like I just have a... Uh, my own personal reaction to this kind of stuff does. You have kind of an outsized reaction to people do. doing whatever they want with their face. Yeah, it's no, do whatever face. you want with your face. Um, I think the reason, like, as opposed to just cosmetics, that this triggers my ick valve. God. Sort of, you know what just triggered my ick valve? Yeah, the term ick valve. Yeah. That's what that, that floored me and it came out of my dumb head. Um, but uh, the fact that it seems like it's not just like kind of, you know, masking or accentuating or whatever, like it's somehow scientifically temporarily changing your face. Like I just it I would be very uncomfortable with that, whatever that whatever that process is. Yeah. Again, like I said, I have no idea what kind of voodoo they put in this stuff that makes it tighten up your skin like that. Um, it's probably uh not great for you but what do i know um but but it's not the product that it that particularly grosses me out like i don't want to i don't it's it has the feel of a scam to me so i would Mm -hmm. never like send them money i think they it feels like like proactive where like i think proactive really works but what i've always heard about proactive the acne medication is that once you get into their subscription system Basically, they will never let you out. Mm. And i that's the kind of the sense that I get from a product like this is that it's a little dodgy in that way. That said, 
if someone gifted me like with no strings attached a sample of plexiderm i would try it for sure i love that shit yeah and also i'm really we have a real issue here by the way i'm just gonna because i don't think i'm i'm gonna be able to fix this problem i'm just gonna tell you what's going on our cat theo is getting older and older well all cats are like that but he's getting really (laughs) up there and um he is becoming needier and needier and he's constantly trying to jump on my lap as he's trying to do right now and one of the solutions i have found is i have set up a little chair right next to my chair here in my office and he spends all day in this chair on the occasion that i walk out to the kitchen he follows me out to the kitchen then he comes back he's crawling up on me right now the problem here is he will he will settle down on the chair I have set up for him, except now the other cat, Bananas, <laughs> went up there, started licking him, kicked him out, and now he can't get into his own chair. Well, She's now out. asleep. He's desperately jumping on me here. I'm just going to put him on my lap for now and just see what happens, okay? All right. It's this your is... call. I would, I would kick Bananas out. I think I'm going to have to kick her out in a second. But Theo is just like, he's so insistent. Like, he just will just keep jumping and jumping and jumping until he's on my damn lap. But all right, here we are. Um, you had one more commercial in your list. And then I added kind of a coda to it, if you don't mind. I yeah, know it's a yeah. Genevieve takeover. Um, no, this is a, a commercial for a new product called Shift. It's like a used car buying service. Um I just it just stuck out to me because the spokesman is someone I really like. It's the actor Martin Starr. Oh yeah, party down, party down, um, freaks and geeks, um, he, uh, Silicon Valley. I mean, he's he's had a huge career and continues to have a huge career. He's probably probably a little typecast as like a somewhat acerbic nerd guy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the guy he he seems to play. Fun fact, I was at a the coolest party I've ever been to and the one I was the most uncomfortable at in the Hollywood Hills, and he was there. So That's technically... the party you've been the most uncomfortable at in your entire life? It was really... Un- I mean, it was uncomfortable for me because like I felt so out of my element. Oh, really? I mean, LA, an L.A. party where like actual celebrities are hanging out is like a, a kind of an intense place to be. Like... Especially if you're like a woman in her like late 30s and, you know, who doesn't look like a starlet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just an intense party. I would, I, I mean, I don't like that L.A. scene at all, but I think I'd rather do that than go back to like a seventh grade party probably. <laughs> that would be the most uncomfortable I feel like I me. could handle myself at a seventh grade party. I mean, even if you like... Oh, wait, you're an adult going to a seventh grade party? <laughs> even if you That wasn't me, my scenario. Even if you make me go back and be in my seventh grade body, but I feel like I could really kill it if I could have my... You can 40, keep your brain My 42-year-old consciousness. So yeah. anyway, you were at Martin Starr's party. <laughs> well, it wasn't his party. He was just right. a guest. Like Who's me. the person that we were at the same bar with him while he... Oh, was, that was Zach Woods. Zach also, Woods was Also like Silicon Valley. Celebrating his birthday, I believe, we assumed That's right. from context. That's why I like to say I was at Zach Woods' birthday and party. That's what you always say. You say, I was at Zach Woods' birthday party. <laughs> like, well, we were at a booth near him. I remember you were very excited and you kept telling me to look, but I don't recognize faces, so there's no point <laughs> in me doing that. Just tell me he's there. I do miss that about LA because I have I am a total looky-loo and I don't have any shame about like, you know, I wouldn't want to embarrass or, or put somebody out for being a celebrity, mm-hmm. but I have no problem myself, you know, looking and like mm-hmm. being excited that I recognize somebody. So it's like kind of a fun game that you're sort of all I'm sort of always mentally playing when you're in LA. Booger? You I, saw Booger? I saw yes, I saw um 
what is his name? Um, Curtis Armstrong. From Revenge of the Nerds. Um, and many other things. And many other things. All right. Moonlighting. Um, okay, so um, this commercial, uh, where are we? I told you, man. I haven't woken up yet. Or I'm getting more sleepy. <laughs> we better, better start getting woken I know, up. This is I the know. end of my bit. Um, so this is for a new product called Shift. Martin Starr is the um, uh, the pitch man. And he's we open on a, a car. He's driving the car. And he's talking directly to the camera as he drives like drives down the street and explaining what's better about this new uh, this new service. When you buy a brand new car, it loses roughly 50% of its value in the first three years. Not the case when you buy a great used car with Shift. Of course, if you really want to waste a bunch of money on a brand new car, you can just do this. Now he just starts throwing handfuls of cash out the window. Big handfuls. Now, technically, that's littering, so I'm going to go back and pick all that up. <laughs> Shift.com. Used cars never felt so... The thing that stood out to me at the end, we see him um, just, like, wandering around the road, picking up all this money that he threw out the window, is heavy neckbeard presence. It's almost like the neckbeard is another character. <laughs> Really? As they often say, yes. <laughs> I found that to be somewhat distracting. He's very bearded, for sure. And yeah, you're right. It is a very, it's a real neck beard. You're looking at another shot now. Yeah. This is another commercial I found in the same campaign where, because I was like thinking, oh, maybe it's just a scraggly beard and it sort of looks neck beardy in that shot. But now in this other commercial, you see they are leaning into the neck beard. And I wonder, I'm not just saying that to be cruel because Martin Starr is more handsome than I am, but I wonder if... Th- well, two things. I wonder if that's a specific sort of nod towards our grooming habits under lockdown for the past year. Or if just because of lockdown for the past year and the grooming habits that went along with it, fashion and style is changing in front of us and a certain acceptability of yeah. what that means. You know, it's interesting. Neckbeard is such a byword for um, a number of things. Poor grooming, um, a certain kind of antisocial man yeah, yeah um a, a you know and it's it's definitely not it's it's never been presented as a good look but as i look at it here there is such a thing that i've seen met bearded men have where it's it's cut too mm-hmm. close on the chin or mm-hmm. or too much on the chin where it can start to look like a like a chin strap mm-hmm. and or, or a george lucas yeah like a george lucas i mean i'll take this neck beard Scraggly though it is, and and for sure is a neckbeard over a George Lucas any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I also think Martin Starr is attractive. Oh, I do too. And again, I'm, I wasn't trying so to say that to be cruel. So it works on him. Like you put this on, you know, somebody gross, and I'm not into it. Yeah, I I actually don't like neckbeards very much. I'm not a very persnickety person, but even for me, a bearded man, I do try to keep it. You know, I try to like get the line right where my you know, kind of face meets my neck. Yeah, so, and I think you do I a mean, good job. With, 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 well, like when you. I look at your face straight on, the beard, I cannot see the edge of the beard, which mm-hmm. is what I do not want to see. That's right, the George, right. Luke, George Lucas problem. Right. But I also cannot see it below your chin on your neck. Right, and the problem, the George Lucas thing fascinates me because, you know, he's like me. Like he's, I, I assume that George Lucas is overweight, but he's also just an age where he's saggy. I mean, he yeah. just is. I'm just, saggy. Yeah. Like he should get uh, some flexiderm. But so when you solve that sag, but you shave the area of sagginess. Like my whole thing is the beard is the face hider, right? Like, <laughs> and so why are you just like leaving that part? So yes, it's, it's why like, show the waddle specifically? Yes, it just highlights it. And it's just like it's just dangling down it's there. Just dangling. It's just dangling. Anyway, so. 
that Martin Starr commercial caught your eye because it's Martin Starr and he always catches. Yeah, your I eye. thought it was kind of a good joke, you know, like that's littering, so I'm going to go back and get it. Yeah. Now that is a commercial for shift from the perspective of somebody buying a car, but it's also a service for people looking to sell their used cars too, right? And right. so here's the other Martin Starr commercial that I stumbled on, uh, again dealing with a pile of cash, but this time instead of being a pile of cash in his uh, passenger seat in the car, he is standing outside his cute little suburban home, and he's going to start talking directly to the camera, and then he's going to gesture towards his car, and then the camera pans over, and there is no car there. There's just a big pile of cash. Selling your car isn't easy. Take my car here. Whoops. This was my car about an hour ago, but now it's a pile of cash. Sold it to Shift. Got an instant online quote that came right to me. It took less than an hour. It was so easy I forgot I even sold it. Until you reminded me. Shift. Then at the very end, he does this like little like kind of sexy look at the camera, yeah. which I think is pretty funny. He also kind of like throws himself down and kind of like lounges in the pile of cash, which mm -hmm. I think is very cute. And I don't then, know why these are just these just jumped out to me. Like I like him. He's a, a name and a face that always gets my attention. And I just think these are are charming. And uh, after the little shift pitch, um, there's a little button on the end here. Remember, the plot here is he had a car. And then he sold the car, but he forgot he sold the car until we reminded him. Now he's still standing in his driveway and his cell phone rings. Well, your flight just landed. Yeah, of course I remembered. Yeah, just get in my car right now. Uh-oh. He goes to get into the car, which is just a pile of cash, and he realizes that won't get him to the airport, which is an interesting thing because I feel like suddenly you're ending the commercial with somebody who kind of regrets selling their car. Yeah. I mean, not regret, but he's in a pickle. But yeah, but clearly, like, we have had a negative outcome here in some way. I don't understand exactly what the pitch is. The first one made sense to me, mm. sort of, although it's kind of that question of, like, yeah, we all know the adage about a car losing a ton of its, a new car losing its value the minute you drive it off the lot. A used car kind of circumvents that. Um, you don't lose as much value. Circumvents? Yeah. <laughs> um, but in this one where he's the seller of the car he's he sort of they sort of gesture at this being a service that does something different from like i just go to either a dealer i go to the you know i go to the volkswagen dealer and mm. i sell them back my volkswagen for whatever they're willing to pay for it or uh, i go to craigslist and i get a little bit more money for it um but it's unclear to me, like, do you sell your car to shift and then they resell it? That's what it sounded like okay. to me. So you but never... it's convenient and you get a good price. Yes. And I think one thing that they may want to start emphasizing is that, like, you don't have to deal with, um, you know, a person coming to your house. And, like, I once, we once sold our, our old Scion. And for whatever reason, I, like, the guy wanted to test drive it. And I, I went for with with him for the test drive. And I forgot my phone. And like midway through the drive, I turned to him and I was just like, hey, please don't murder me because I don't have my phone with me. Why did you volunteer that information? Um, I, I just, it just occurred to me. <laughs> I just thought maybe I should just tell him like, don't murder me. Oh my gosh. He said, Instead, you planted the idea in his head, an otherwise nice guy. Yeah. He didn't murder me, but he murdered the next person whose car yeah, I looked at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That's right. I remember that process. You really did all of the work on selling that Scion because you didn't like the Scion and you wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. And I liked it and it was emotional for me. And remember the one guy came and looked at it and he was like a Yaris head. He's like, I love Scions and Yaris. Yes. And I was like, marry me. <laughs> and bring me into your Scion I love, and Yaris I love driving world. A, a box of metal that has zero pickup. Oh, but a lot of personality. All right, Genevieve. Thank you for the takeover. I'm going to ask I you now to... now seed control back to you. I will ask you to cover your screen, Ms. Genevieve has, as it is quizness time. All right. Well, I already told you what this quiz is all about. We're calling it Bud or Bullshit. I will describe to you a... Innovation, let's generously say, um, of a, a beer bottle or can or packaging, and you tell me if it was real or fake, and okay. for a bonus point, guess which beer it is. Now, I'm going to make this a little bit easier for you right away. You mentioned Bush before. I'm going to tell you, there's no Bush on here. Here are your choices. A Miller product, a Coors product, or a Bud product. Okay, do I have to guess... Within those, like specifically Miller Light, Miller High Life, doesn't matter. Okay. Miller Bud. Or Coors. Coors or bullshit. Okay. Okay? Yep. Here we go. The lockable bottle. So your friends can't drink your beer when you set it down. A lockable bottle. A lockable bottle. It sounds like something that would be like a joke. Are, oh, but that's a question I have. Are these all real innovations, uh, beer innovations, or are they like are some of them just like marketing gags? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like none of them were like winky, knowing like, hey, we created this thing for the commercial, but it doesn't actually exist. No, these are, these are all real. These things. are all like well, except for the ones that I made yeah, up. Right. Yeah, right. But but so I mean, I have seen beer ads where they like. There's sort of like a joke about right, right. You know what the thing is. Um, I'm gonna say that's BS. You're gonna say that that one is BS. The lockable beer bottle. Yeah. You think I'd start a quiz with a fake one? That's I don't remember it, so I'm gonna say it's bullshit. You are correct. It is bullshit indeed. The lockable beer bottle. You are covering your screen. Right? You're not looking at my... Yeah, okay. So I wanted to make sure because you're kind of doing really well right off the bat. So I just wanted to make sure. Um, okay, what about the bottle with the built-in bottle opener? A bottle with a bottle opener? How would you? How would that even work? I mean, it would be like a snake eating its tail. It's an Ouroboros. <laughs> the Aura bottle. Um I mean, this sounds crazy, but I'm going to say bullshit. You're going to say another bullshit. You're going to think I started the quiz with two bullshits. Yeah. Mm. Time. The summer of 83 was one of the hottest on record. It was also the year that Miller brought the high life to Canada. Well, it's the summer of 87. Hot times. Hot times. Okay, this commercial is taking its time, <laughs> but bear with me here. We're 15 seconds into a 60-second commercial. This is very specifically, this is so weird, very specifically a 1987 commercial. They just shouted out the year. Yeah. They talk about how four years ago it was really hot, 
Right. In Canada. Yep. And you're seeing like what I would usually describe as kind of a 90s style commercial, although this is obviously pre-90s. It's just like a lot of shots of people like kind of congregating and having fun or shaking out their laundry or just like kind of generally like living life and being sexy, not unlike maybe a jeans commercial from this time, right? Okay. And Miller is here with a terrific new idea, the BBO, the bottom bottle opener. It's the easiest way ever to get to the great beer of summer. Miller Highlight, cold and clear, clean and simple. Welcome to the summer of 87. I want to see this thing. Yeah, so uh, you can't see the screen right now, of course, because it's quizness time, but let me explain to you how it works. Um, imagine a standard bottle of beer, right? Yeah. Somehow built into the bottom of it, and these are twist-off bottles, right? There must be just a hole with some, like, um, like maybe a hexagon or something, almost like a ratchet system, so that when you slip the other bottle directly underneath it and then twist both bottles, it twists off the new bottle Interesting. Cap. So it's just a twist off. You don't need another piece of equipment to get to the beer. Yeah, probably not. Um, it would be really interesting. I mean, I was, I would be sort of fascinated by a bottle that could open a beer bottle like that needs a, that needs a right, bottle Right, opener. right, right. That if it actually had like a key hook or whatever yeah, they call those. church key. Church key situation. Yeah, um, I think that's interesting. Um, it's very gimmicky as it is where it's just like something that essentially works as well as your hand um but yeah that's kind of a strange idea i mean what they're really what they're really encouraging you to like uh chain drink your beers that's what i find especially interesting about this seems a little irresponsible it's exactly like chain smoking lighting your cigarette off of your previous cigarette and this is kind of like acknowledging listen it's it's 1987 it's hot out there. You're drinking. <laughs> you're drinking this light beer out of bottles. You're not. You're not sipping this. You're just I one like after the would, other. Like that would attract some negative attention now. If that was if they tried that yeah, again, yeah, I think it would. Maybe. It would it would definitely like rub some people the wrong way. Well, all right. Well, I was all right. On that so one. you guessed. Yeah, that one was wrong. So I should start uh, keeping this straight. So I'm going to give you a check mark on the sheet for one. I'm going to give you an X for that one. You haven't had a chance to. Um, get any bonus points yet the next one a cold activated window on the beer box you put the beer box in the fridge and then the window eventually appears and then you know your beer is cold well i mean there have been so many cold activated innovations this is on the box it's on the box is the box made of cardboard the box is made of cardboard um and you put the box in the thing you put the box in the in the, in refrigerator, the refrigerator, and then you know it's cold when the window kind of b- becomes clear. Yeah, I'll say that's real. You want to say that's rear? Yeah, I saw that's rear. You gonna say that's rear? I was supposed to be awake for this. All right. Well, then, what uh, company do you think made it? Um, the last one was Miller. Go, um, go Coors. Indeed, you are correct. All right. Two points. So let me um, play this commercial for you. I want my two dings. Um, Coors is the one that's always doing the bottle changing in the cold like the you can remember because Coors the is the Rockies yeah. and, and I didn't include the bottles that change color but it's always the when the mountains turn blue your beer is cold for you or whatever they say yes so they're the ones who have like the kind of cold changing technology you can look at your screen here for a second if you want to kind of see how this works because I'm confused it looks like a hole in the box to me it doesn't look like a window that changes but I read about it and supposedly the cold activates this window 
This is a very short commercial that used to air um, uh, during Sports Center. So you'll hear the theme. You see a fella kind of walk into his kitchen and uh, talk directly to us. He's got a 12-pack of Coors Light bottles under his arm. That music just told me Sports Center's on. This cold activation window told me my Coors Light was cold before I bought it. That look just told me I'm in trouble for something. And then at the end, for some reason, we just see his very hot wife looking at the camera and shaking her head like she's disappointed in him for some reason that we do not know other than it's a sexist commercial and women always got to be shaking their heads at their their sports mommy wives especially around sports and beer right okay oh actually you can um just look away from your screen for a second but keep it there because i found another one in the same campaign and i want to see this thing thing, uh change color i know you don't see it change change i think this is opacity or whatever now this one though is different a very different setting but don't don't worry, all of the sexism is still there, if not more so. We see just kind of a chud of a guy um, walking uh, down the street with his, you know, probably too hot um, uh, girlfriend, right? And they happen his disproportionately to disproportionately hot girlfriend. Exactly, not too hot, but disproportionately. And they're on the sidewalk, and he stops and says, "Let's." Let's do this. Let's go window shopping. And he happens to be right outside of a bridal gown I store. vaguely remember this one. Really? Watch this. You know, maybe it's time we do a little window shopping. Are you serious? Now, she's super excited because she looks over his shoulder. She wants to marry this loser. Exactly. And then uh, he walks away, though, from the bridal shop and, and goes down the street. And then... He kind of stalls or kind of pauses outside of like a, a jewelry shop where she's looking at diamond rings. Yes. Are they on like Wedding Avenue? They've passed a cake shop, exactly. a, bri- a bridal salon, and she, a ring shop. And she keeps stopping and thinking, this is the big thing. He's going to get me the dress and the ring and the cake. And then finally he opens a door and they just walk into like a convenient mart. I thought we were going window shopping. We are. Check it out. It's the new windows. <laughs> Introducing the new Coors Light cold activation window. Now you can see your beer is cold before you buy it. Oh, that's cold. You bet they're cold. Look at that. Frost brewed Coors Light, the world's most refreshing. Why does she want to marry that guy so bad? Ugh, gross. Um, I he don't looks underst- like a thumb. I don't understand why they create this innovation, which is kind of interesting. I mean, it's bizarre because the problem with beer has never been, can you tell if it's cold? It's, you know, maybe sometimes it's like it takes a while to make it cold because you don't have enough time. And then you put your beer in the freezer and then you wake up the next morning and it's exploded and your mean mommy girlfriend has to tell you about it. Um, just for an huh? example, that's mm-hmm. like a real if someone could solve that with technology, I'd love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. What? Um, mm-hmm. Who would so people are putting people are putting their cans of beer in the freezer to yes. get them a little bit extra cold. But then sometimes they get too drunk and they forget. Get yeah that a beer is in the freezer and right. then sometimes it explodes that would be and an, there's frozen beer all over the freezer yeah that would be an amazing problem to solve who would do that I don't know but Probably. knowing if a beer is cold is not a problem that we have Mm-mm. on the other hand I love a good gimmick I don't understand why if you have this gimmick where presumably when the beer is warm the plastic window on the box is opaque. Like that's probably, my guess. But just show me it, even if it's a time lapse. Show me it 
becoming clear. That's I what's interesting. Wonder, and it doesn't look like there's plastic there. Is there a chance that you're supposed to just like reach through the little window and feel it? Because that's not cold activation. Oh my God. I hope it's at least some kind of like cold activated plastic. Uh, that's that's what I'm assuming it is. But they but they don't really explain what's interesting about it because no. they don't ever show it working. Well, they spend so much time just showing how women want to get married to losers so yeah. bad. Yeah, men have it so Guys rough with Guys just care these, about their beer. With these women. Um, okay, you ready for another one? So yeah. you've gotten um, one bonus point. Yep. Two answers correct, one wrong. How many questions are there? Ten. Okay. A box... That turns into a cooler. What about a box that turns into a cooler? Hmm. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to say true. You're going to say true? Then yeah. you should try to guess what company it is. As I'll company. say Bud. Okay. Um, you are wrong. No, it's not a real thing. Someone should invent that. That it's Bud, but you are right that it exists. All right. Um. This was for, let's see here. I got this from a blog. Ian Lang, a blogger, blogged about this in 2013 on his blog. It says <laughs> it was a normal beer box, but inside was lined. I, you might be right about but I'm actually looking to see if I accidentally stripped. Oh, no, Coors Light again. Okay. I thought it was Coors. It was a normal beer box, but inside was lined with a blue plastic bag so you could ice your beers down right in the box. Now, that's an innovation. That's useful. Often you are, you know... You have beer somewhere where you don't have access to a cooler or refrigerator and you do want to keep it cold. I've been camping where I was like, that would be great. You know, I have ice, but I don't have an easy way of necessarily keeping the beers cold. As Ian Lang says, why lug a cooler to the beach or tailgate or public hang when you could just pick up a case of refreshing frost brewed Coors Light and a bag of ice? If you ever owned one of these, you know why they sucked. They leaked ah. almost immediately. Also, it's a testament to the shittiness of the plastic bottles that were inside. They were selling plastic bottles. Oh, yikes. Um, and they were forced to design a package that required extra input in order to keep them cool from the store to the destination. Interesting. They felt like the plastic doesn't keep it as cold as the glass bottles would. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like it was an imperfect execution. You might be noticing that I'm not playing a commercial right now. Couldn't find one. Really? Don't know if it was advertised on TV, but it seemed worth including. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a that's an innovation. I feel like that's an innovation that done right would be great. Yeah. Bring there's it no, back. There's no reason you couldn't do that right. What about personalized name tags on your beer bottles? <laughs> like Coke. Oh, did Coke do that? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, you know, yeah, personalized right. in the sense that they printed a million bajillion names and you, you know, sometimes you'd find yours or whatever. Um... Boy, that doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard of. I'm going to say bullshit. You are going to say bullshit. Oh. You are going to be wrong. I'm a little disappointed in you. We talked about this in June of 2015. Oh, Where really? were you, buddy? I was checked out, I guess. <laughs> this was the little label that were on bottles of Bud Light where you could take a key or a coin and scratch your initials into the little white box on the side of Bud Light. You can switch uh, your screen around if you want to watch how like this Like to works. say which one is yours at a party Yeah, exactly. The new My Bud Light bottle. Now you can use a key or a coin to write your name, your number, or whatever you're into. It's the latest innovation in social networking. Here we go.
Boy, I'd have no memory of that. I feel like that, that must have that, been in a fugue state. That social networking thing, I feel like that must have been during the early days of social media, maybe, or is that just straight up social networking? Like maybe even maybe that's not even really an internet reference, but just like during the era where everybody really yeah. is like, we need to be networking all the time, networking, networking. I actually think that's a good idea. For one thing, how many times have you been somewhere where you put your beer down and you then aren't sure which one is yours? And I think it's kind of a cute idea, right? Like, obviously, it's not the greatest way to give someone your number, but it's like, you That's, know, I think, the real thing there, a, huh? It's yeah, but although I don't thing. think, I don't, I think the real use case is remembering which beer is yours. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's a great oh. idea. They should have kept it. Okay. What about event? Okay, so you got that one wrong, unfortunately. I did, yeah. I'm sorry, Genevieve. Um, you have four points. You have two demerits. Um, do, do we call them demerits? <laughs> I don't think so. You get five demerits. You have to do a Saturday detention. <laughs> oh, sorry. no. It's called JUG, Justice Under God. <laughs> it's all part of the Jesuit education I came up with. Um, okay. Um, vented cans that aerate beer while you drink it. This rings a bell. I feel like there was uh, some can where it almost the way like, um, you know, when you when you open up a can that you need to pour something out of you, like vent the other side with the with the bot with the can opener. Yes, that was another one that we had talked about. And I didn't put it in here. The kind where you like um, you basically chug the beer like back in yeah. the day, people would put an extra hole. In it's the a shotgun p- of beer. Yeah. Uh, oh, so that's not what this is. This is not that specific thing that oh, I. Okay. Well, I'm going to still say it's true. You're going to say that it is a real thing, something that that aerates beer while you drink it. Yes. Okay. Who do you think made it? All right. Well, that one that we just talked about was Bud, I think, right? The the label. It was yes. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say Miller. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take a listen to this. Who could that be? Oh wow. I'm there for you, buddy. Okay, so here's what just happened. We see a real dude bro guy on the couch next to his, let's say, wife, girlfriend, partner, fiance, Mm -hmm. um, light of his life. And he just got a phone call, and it sounds like a buddy is in trouble, and he may need to help his buddy out. That was Brad. He really wants to vent. We should go. Ready to vent. That's fine. Okay, so he's at his buddy's house now. His buddy is ready to vent, and he holds I have up. A feeling vent's going to mean something different. It doesn't mean talk about your emotions. He holds up a 12 pack of Coors Light. Let's vent. Let's vent. Introducing the vented wide mouth can from Coors Light. It lets in air for a smooth, refreshing pour. Is he okay? I think we'll be venting a little longer. For us oh, the Coors other buds are there. They're all venting together while they watch if only sports. Only his mean mommy wife wouldn't would let him just hang out with his friends like he wants oh my to. God, it's so infuriating. God, I hate these commercials. I you was wrong on I was wrong on the beer brand. Um you were wrong on the beer brand, but you do get a check mark. Um yeah, in the in this case it isn't it isn't the little extra hole near the top where like it is on the top of the can, but it's basically kind of just like a little I don't know, almost like valley that's kind of punched out of the top of the can basically where you put your mouth I so your mouth saying. isn't clogging the whole thing up and it's a wide mouth thing yeah it's so ridiculous it's pointless yeah, yeah. it's, it's me- absolutely meaningless you know i i guess i mean it's a little hilarious they're not that saying these, it's that a, these fucking crushable you know like beers that are not no one's drinking them for their you know rich 
bouquet and well you did you palette. notice i led you astray there you got it right so i'm not going to lose sleep over it but actually i was saying so it aerates the beer they don't say that they say for a smooth pour which basically is similar to what you were saying which is get it down your gullet fast right right so i think that actually i sh- i should lose a point you should yeah i should um, lose a demerit is what should happen no that's not going to happen i mean once they're on i, I want to hang out with you on saturday i'm hoping you get a saturday detention <laughs> No, I'm, I'm going to be venting on Saturday. <laughs> I'm be venting with my boys. Okay, so you got four right plus a bonus. Um, the next one was the Stein Grip. It was like a big can <laughs> with a fold-out handle so you could drink it like you're drinking from a oh Stein. Oh, my God, I wish that was real. I wish it was real, but I'm going to say fake. Oh, damn, you're right. It's fake. I have no audio for you. I uh, I couldn't think of how you could that possibly That seems so doable, work. though. With, just, what is it made of? Just cardboard. Cardboard? Stuck to the can and it folds, it pulls out. It folds that's a, out. That's a recipe for a soggy, wet cardboard that tears and spilled beer. Couldn't you see it like maybe like a sleeve, like almost like a, a cardboard koozie that comes with your pack of beer and then you can slide the bottle or can into it um i guess i could see it i'm telling you it hasn't been done well it Um, hasn't been done but it should be done sounds like uh you have a pitch to make like you have a pitch deck to build i think that that would be a cool i think that they should (laughs) do that you should make a you should get into um i have a good friend who uh who who makes like um sort of i don't know how to describe them like uh like novelty products for that she that she sells on Amazon mm-hmm. sounds like a Stein Stein style co- beer koozie is a, I think it's better something for, you should work on I don't I think it should be from one of the I, I like it as one of these gimmicks from the company itself I, I want see. Bud Light to have commercials where it's like get the Bud Light Stein can <laughs> or no it should be a German beer it should be like Heineken right 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 all right what about the taste protector lid that locks in freshness this I remember. I feel like it was it's almost like the thing we put on our cat food, right? It's like a like a like a just a Tupperware lid that sort of goes on top of the beer. I'm going to say real. Okay, and then what company would have made it? Uh, I mean, I'm just like throwing a dart to to this one. Like I'll say uh, Miller. Miller. You are correct in everything except for the description of the product. Oh. I'm going to start with the commercial. This is a commercial that launched this quiz today because I was just, I had no idea what I was going to do for the show. So I was just like bopping around and I landed on some blog from years and years ago that contained every commercial that had an actor from The Sopranos in it. Oh, fun. Yeah. And... Let's um, do that. Let's do a quiz on that. I know. that's. I almost did, but I was like, well, I didn't want to just steal this blog. But anyway. Um, Please. That's <laughs> like... That's really what we do here. Who was the beat writer who wrote the blog, Steal This Blog? I'm trying to remember <laughs> that. Um, but so I'm going to play this commercial first because this is interesting in and of itself. But then there's some dazzling details about this so-called lid. Um, in this commercial, can you actually turn the screen to you? Because you're going to know the actors in this, or at least the characters that they played on um Sopranos better that's than I. That's Phil Leotardo. Okay, that's the main guy in front there. And the other guy might just be an extra or he might be another soprano guy. He might be another soprano or he might be a um another from another mobster movie. Okay. And these two guys are uh going into a convenience store, as I described it earlier, a convenience store. 
I said convenient before instead of convenience. And that's <laughs> well, living I mean, in my... a conven- uh, the best thing about a convenience store is it's convenient. <laughs> it, is, it is convenient. Now, Theo, uh, the old man cat, is getting angrier and angrier. And just the reason her, I brought it up before is I knew that he was going to start yelling at us and it was going to be picked up on the microphones. I hate to wake a cat up and push just her off. kick her out. Kick what her out. His chair? Come on, buddy. Yeah, that's not Come your on. chair, Banana. You Sorry. Theo, Come on, scoot. Okay, there it is, everybody. That's what life is like in our house these days. You're just lucky that... Um, my alarm isn't going off telling me that I got to give Theo a pill, which is what happens during my other podcast. (laughs) So anyway, and there he is. He's on the chair. We should be settling in shortly. So anyway, um, these two mobsters walk into a convenient convenience store. Can I help you? Maybe we can help you. We're here to offer you protection. Oh, got all the protection we need oh Oh. thanks but no thanks fellas oh miller light cans have a taste protector lid with a special barrier to block out that metal can taste and lock in that great pilsner taste oh let's muff the flow with this guy oh thanks oh and they hand the 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 clerk hands them a mop um i like that i like the the clerk's just um resolute Naivete. Uh, naivete. I yeah. love it. Um, I oh. Um, the guy who played Phil Leotardo is Frank Vincent, by okay, the way. Okay, so that's who that is. Here's the deal about that. You look at the commercial and they try to show you the lid, but you don't see a lid. And it just says, oh, it's going to lock in the freshness. It sounds like it's not a lid. It's like a coating that's on the metal. On the inside of the can. On, on or, the can. Or it doesn't exist. Or it's fake. Yeah, it's like undercoating. They, um, the rivals complained about this commercial to the National Advertising really? Division <gasps> Council. They, t- they went of and the tattled. BBB. They tattled oh, um, because goodness. this is Miller Corps, so I believe it was uh, Anheuser-Busch. Your are always tattling on each other. They are. They are. And I guess the ruling was a suggested change in the advertising language. I'm going to read directly here from, uh, oh, oh, I think it was NBC News I stole this from, from uh, more than 10 years ago. Miller Coors has been saying the new golden tops and, and lids on Miller Lite, which has been in a sales slump, has a special seal that locks out air and locks in great Pilsner taste. Rivals complained in the National Advertising Division Council of the Better Business Bureau said the commercials shouldn't imply that it's special or new technology because it's not. Yes. It's just a different color. And that's very similar to the complaint that was lodged against Bud Light when they were talking all their mess during their um like their medieval oh, commercials right. Super about Bowl how, last year or two years ago. Yeah. Uh I don't remember, yeah. but but they they were talking a bunch of mess about like we don't use um corn. Corn. Corn syrup. Corn syrup. Yeah. And every all the other beer makers were like, you are talking about a distinction without a difference. Like, nobody uses corn syrup. It's just like, we all get to the same end product. Some people use like a different base material, mm-hmm. but you are making it sound like the dreaded corn syrup is an ingredient in beer, which it emphatically is not. Mm-hmm. These, but there are a bunch of tattletales. They're always tattling. Yeah, they're always running to the Better Business Bureau. Oh, they said something that was true of everybody. I'm a, it's toasted. I'm we a, all toast it. <laughs> I'm a Miller Lite devotee. <laughs> but even I was kind of embarrassed by um, Miller Lite, like taking out billboards, being like, they're lying. Yeah, I we know. don't use corn either. We're <laughs> Letting Bud Light dictate your narrative, dude. Yeah, like, you're falling for just, it. You Miller Lights come back around now. I think they're like just yeah. kind of icon campaign. Oh, uh, really they're uh, that can. Yeah, that like uh, the the 
um, sort of like illustration that they have of the can, the simplified version of the can. Mm -hmm. They strip down all the details because you don't think of the Miller light can as being iconic. It's kind of complicated. There's, you know, the design is, you know, it's kind of complicated. There's stuff going on, but they just removed all the details and they just throw the can up there without the name and you know exactly what it is. Um, What about, we have two more here. You're doing really well. Thank Um, you. You have gotten um, out of the... Um, I'm not gonna eight get, I, that we've done. I'm, I'm safe from detention, wrong. right? I, there's no, there's no Breakfast Club in my future. Well, we'll see. If you, um, if you get both of these wrong, that'll be four, and then I'll make up a bonus just Thank to ensure. You. Okay. Um, what about a spiraled or rifled neck on a beer bottle so that shit goes down <laughs> fast? What about that? Oh my gosh, I hope that's true. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take a flyer and say have i have i guessed wrong on any have i said yes that any fake ones were i'm not gonna let you game theory this don't get into my head as the i mean you know i'm not gonna help you um rifled neck i don't remember that i'll say bullshit bullshit it is not uh, it is the vortex neck in fact this commercial neck. for it so it was, it was a spiral neck i should have gone with my heart because i wanted it to see, be true you can see like the beer like kind of spiraling because again you just got to get it down smooth and fast now the interesting thing about this commercial is it's not like it's not about boys partying or trying to avoid the ball and chain or anything. It's actually a very creative commercial that made me laugh. And I looked it up. We actually talked about this specific commercial and I don't remember it all either. I remember the neck, but I didn't remember this commercial way back in 2016. When we talked about the spin your monitor around, I'll set this up. So this is like an antique road show <gasps> commercial. It, now I remember this. And um, you see it's a little bit kind of behind the scenes. It's not presented as it is totally on TV. You see the guy in the bow tie, the appraiser, and he's looking at a wine decanter, right? Next to some older guy who has brought in his wine decanter to figure out if it's worth anything. And suddenly the host guy is distracted by a guy just walking in the background with one of these... um, is it? Did I say Miller Lite? Did I even say what it was? I don't recall, but the Miller Lite Vortex. One of these, uh, yeah, beer bottles. So take a this listen to this. This is treasure. This wine decanter has grooves that create a vortex, which, what is that? This? Uh, the new Miller Lite Vortex bottle. The craftsmanship, the grooves, where did you get it? The bar in the lobby. Fantastic. Next round's on me. As soon as you see that glass wine decanter, you know that it's going to break. You know it's going to get smashed. Uh, So the host is so, or the appraiser is so not into the decanter anymore. He kind of like, kind of tries to hand it to the guy who brought it, and it just crashes to the floor. I love it. The new Miller Lite Vortex bottle. Its specially designed grooves let that great pilsner taste flow right out. Taste greatness. So, what is something like this worth? Well, nothing now. And the laugh is so maniacal. <laughs> the very final shot is the angry guy whose decanter has just oh been smashed. Oh my god, so good! It's a pretty good commercial, it's a right? Great ad, yeah. And it's don't look at the screen. And it's low on um, and it's low on uh, sexism. So that's it's good. low on sexism. That's good. Yeah, by uh, virtue of not having any women anywhere in the universe. Exactly. But sometimes that's the only way to take sexism out of the equation. I've exactly. Discovered. Erasure. Um, final question, which you could get wrong, and then I will give you a bonus wrong one just to get you up to that five <laughs> wrong. 
But I also noticed you were staring at the screen a while look. there. I didn't look. I okay. swear I didn't, All right. look. Okay. I didn't look. The final question. The real light beer was a beer can with a small red light that flashed when you were more than halfway done with it. A red light that flashes? A small LED style red light that flashed when you were more than halfway done with it. I'm going to say bullshit. Are you sure? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The real light beer? I'm just going to say bullshit. Wait. I played the... <laughs> You're you right. Dummy. You're right. The buzzer was because it was bullshit. And it seems like <laughs> bullshitty things you get buzzers. Um, but no, you're right. You get yeah. the... Um, so yeah, you only got three a wrong. Mere three a demerits. Bummer. So I guess... You oh, can... I got to say which... Oh, no, that was a bullshit. So yeah, it was bullshit. A... Um, I could see a company doing that for a very short period At of time. At this point, yes. I actually think it's technologically possible now mm-hmm. because you can have such um, like you know you could have such a low profile cheap led light and that could somehow sense like the weight of the beer maybe mm-hmm. i don't know it would be so expensive to do that on mass to produce to mass produce that but i i would say it wouldn't shock me to find out that there's like as part of a special promotion um some kind of like we're giving away a hundred yeah. or a thousand cases of these red light beers, you know, mm-hmm. to celebrate the, you know, 500th anniversary of Amsterdam. I don't know, like whatever, like you could come up with something, but like, you know, actually they should do that for Heineken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I could see there being like a special run. You could never do it at scale because it would just be too prohibitively yeah. expensive. Actually, I could see Coors doing something with their like, their coldness technology. So if you're drinking a cold beer and then it goes below a certain point, yeah. the mountains turn sad. The mountains turn sad. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Weren't we supposed to start doing shorter shows and the Super Bowl is over? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, shorter than two and a half hours? Yeah, yeah that's sure. a good point. Are we still, how are we doing? Everybody's talking. That was really fun. Congratulations. I don't hear words. I usually do terrible on quizzes. Only the echoes of my mind. I have a um, I have a sheet that I work off of so that you can't see it. It's called ATM Quizzes and Secret Notes. <laughs> and I'm scrolling through it. The last quiz we did was Ham, Spam, or Pam. Nobody writes for free. I think we changed the name of that. For we the... said uh, the name of the show was uh, Ham, Spam, Ham, Pam. Thank you, Spam. <laughs> That's right. Dog, cat, or bunny. Yeah. I described a commercial you had to know. That was um, good. Let's see. One where I had to act things out. <laughs> um, anyway, that was, fu- that was fun. It's fun to go back and look at those quizzes. Yeah. Well, I really liked that uh, beer one. I thought, I thought it was good. Like, it was hard. I was, I was guessing, um, I think, for all of them. And I was glad that... Um, I was glad that you didn't remember too many of those. Yeah, um, the only one I really remember was the Antiques Roadshow one, which is great. Right. Okay, um, so that music, which is now over, uh, indicates <laughs> that we're checking with you, the Ad Council. Um, what do we have up first? Oh, my gosh. And this was just a smattering of the goodness that was on the Facebook group. Um, it's been, like, I. it was hard to pick, honestly. But this one jumped out at me because I love this as a concept um, of something to notice about commercials, so much so that... I almost held this over to try to put together a whole show about it. Mm. Um, but this is from Corinne, who noticed that there was a progressive ad um, with one of their characters, the sign spinner guy. He's kind of a, we've talked about him. Yeah, I don't get these commercials. I don't really, they don't really appeal to me. I mean, progressive has a, an astounding cast of characters. This guy 
doesn't really do it for me. But they've had a quite a number of ads with him. He's a young guy. His job is being a progressive sign spinner. He's very committed to the work. Um, he really sees it as a career. Um, but it's he, weird because we see glimpses of his personal life, and at one point his dad yeah. swings by. Well, but you know, he, every sp- sign spinner is someone's son. No, I know, but the dad is super proud. It's just weird. I, I always have trouble gauging his age, his place in life. Yeah. Later on, it seems like he's married because he comes home and he's sleeping on the couch. I don't get any of the jokes. Whatever they're going for, like Luke talks about this a lot. Like sometimes something is told in the in the rhythm of a joke, right. and you know there's supposed to be a joke there but you just don't get it, or maybe it's just not a good joke. Well, and we know that Progressive knows how to write jokes. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Rick is jokes. Yes. So anyway. Flow. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of this campaign. It's sort of meh for me. But Corinne says of this one, so he's he's spinning the sign. He's on a street corner. Um, a woman pulls up to ask him for directions, um, and he essentially is holding the sign, pointing and he eventually uses the sign to point her in the right direction. Right. Simple enough. It's not particularly amazing, but it's like a joke. Yeah, because the sign itself is basically an it's arrow. It's an arrow. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's worth worth pointing out. Um, as Corinne says, I think this one is moderately funny, but the continuity error is driving me crazy. And continuity errors in a commercial, a I think, is a, is a rich vein. Yeah. And I want to find more The camera shoots away, and then it comes back, and the person's holding the cup of coffee in the wrong hand right. or they're wearing a different shirt or so, it's a different actor. Yeah, so in this case, we have a, a shot of the, the kid with the sign. Man, kid, I don't know, individual. Mm-hmm. You're over 40 now. We can call everybody kids. Yeah, hey, that's right. Okay, this kid with the sign. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid with the sign is spinning it, uh, kind of holding it over his head. And as the car pulls up, We cut to the woman in the car, but before we do, we see that the sign is pointing, the arrow is pointing to our left. Mm -hmm. I guess, what is that? Stage right. The woman asks him a question, and when we cut back to him, the sign has now flipped directions. And there's no indication that he's like changed it or anything. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's definitely, I mean, it's, I guess possible but it but it's not intent you're not intended to think that he mm-hmm. has changed it i think it is just a continuity error. yeah it's just kind of it's one of those things where once you notice it it's just like you makes can, your brain hurt you a can never unnotice it, it. Yeah. yeah flipping the sign around he's really bad at it maybe which yeah. is kind of Hi. a joke uh can you tell me how to get to i-70 please sorry i'm working the sign's in the wrong direction now right. he never changed it could you just use your sign to point me in the direction wish i could it's not that kind of sign you know what? <laughs> that's actually Thank a you. good line Thanks so much it's mr progressive and you can save hundreds. i don't know if i had seen that one before or not but i will say that's a good line it's a pretty good joke it's not that kind of sign it's not that kind of sign but i agree with you corinne and great eye like yeah. just get it right yeah now that will haunt you, me they, i mean progressive puts these ads on in such heavy rotation like it's gonna bother people yeah what's this next one somebody is very exercised here based on the all caps I'm this saying. is some wild ass shit so we actually did a whole show about the muppets uh, we did it about a year ago maybe a little bit more than a year ago now in december of 2019 and somehow in our research for that this never came to our attention but before he was long before he was jim henson was famous was anything even before Kermit looked like Kermit or Rolf looked like Rolf, 
he was doing this is in the 1950s and 60s he did these black and white commercials for wilkins coffee oh i i knew this I, i've never I, heard of them yeah and uh, this is ringing they bells, are brutal yeah. they're 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 dark almost like a yeah yeah they're extremely dark um you'll recognize the voices um the puppets themselves are much cruder they're sort of a they're sort of sock puppety mm-hmm. looking um, you can see kind of the vague proto Kermit and proto Rolf in there, um, but I think this kind of this kind of got in people's people's attention. Um, there's this TMZ article that the headline is um, like uh, or maybe the headline isn't this, but the but millennials are freaking out because one guy mm-hmm. tweeted about how dark these uh, yeah. these Wilkins coffee uh, commercials are. Just give a play to uh, to a few of these ads. I mean. I'm not sure that they are that they'll all translate, but they almost all end with one character, the Kermit sounding one, and you know, exhorting the non Kermit sounding one to drink Wilkins coffee. When he doesn't drink it, he kills him. Yeah, that's right. This came to my attention somewhat recently. I don't know why. And I see this article is relatively new, like actually very new, just a couple of days old. But I felt like this came up earlier than that for some reason in my life. But yeah, like here's I mean, they've a, been around forever. Yeah. I think people probably keep rediscovering them. Yeah, like the Cleveland um one time Cleveland. The oh, I want to say thank you to Steve for uh, calling this out on Facebook. Oh, yeah. uh, holy crap. Have these Muppets Wilkins coffees, coffee ads come up yet? They are wild. Um, do you remember when Cleveland released like thousands and thousands of uh, helium balloons? Yes, and it was and an then, unmitigated disaster. And then it was like a terrible for the environment. And I think somebody ended up like somehow it was like a domino effect where somebody actually ended up losing their life. Yeah, because I think it... it Pulled resources from something that where emergency resources were needed. Something, yeah, something very tangential like that. But it's one of those things that I don't know why or what the rhythm of this is. But once every few years, I will be bombarded with people telling me about this story yeah. online, like emailing me and tweeting me and sending me this stuff. And it's like I don't know why this is suddenly why suddenly everybody's rediscovering this again. It's but, just you know the the life of an internet meme i guess so here's a um so here's a youtube video that's like 15 minutes long with a whole bunch of these commercials the first one looks like again i mean very rough to say kermit but you looking, hear but you, you can, can hear yeah. kermit in there because of course they're all jim henson yeah and then the other guy just looks like one of the kind of more mopey looking muppets i can't think of its name um and it's black and white and pretty rough looking Okay, buddy, what do you think of Wilkins Coffee? Now, I should say that that Kermity character is pointing a cannon, like an actual cannon, right at his friend's head. I never tasted it. <laughs> now, what do you think of Wilkins? <laughs> so, it's a very short commercial. He blows the Yeah, they're the all like Muppets that. They're all like five seconds head long. Off, and then he turns the cannon towards the camera at us and says, now, what do you think of it? Here's another one. Care for a cup of Wilkins Coffee? No, I don't like coffee. <laughs> so this time, a, a hand off screen comes in with a revolver. An off screen and hand, shoots this puppet in hand. the head, like execution style. And it just shows Wilkins coffee. Here's a third one. We're here to persuade people to drink more Wilkins coffee. What's the club for? <laughs> to get their attention. He just bonked him on the head. You can really hear that. Is that uh, uh, is that whose voice is that? That's Henson. A, Oh, but I mean, um, the 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 second puppet sounds just like to me, Rolf. Rolf, that is Rolf. Dog, okay, yeah, yeah. The, that, that's the piano playing dog, right? Yeah. yeah, you can hear that in there. Anyway, those are great. We won't play them all because yeah, kind of I mean, and they're all like that. It's all like once I. It was a simpler 
and or more complicated time, I guess. Like to imagine a commercial like this now for all the edge that things have, this the pure brutality yeah. and just kind of like unrestrained violence of it and un it's the the only joke is we're blowing the brains out of a piece of felt. Yeah. And then turning the gun on the audience. And then turning, I mean, they would never fly now. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I see you have another note in here. Did somebody ask if we'd ever done a... Oh, uh, yeah. And I and I wanted to mention to Julie, who had asked in the comments, um, uh, if we if there's a whole... Or should we do a Muppet show? We did. Um, and it was, again, it was episode 215. If you want to go back, if you haven't heard it, it's called... We called it The Muppet Shill. The Muppet Shill. And then I have one email that I want to share with you here. We were talking about Dexcom and the Dexcom Super Bowl ad. Dexcom is a device, almost a wearable technology for people with type 1 diabetes. You... Um, kind of insert this thing just under your skin and then it looks like a little um, maybe kind of badge that you wear somewhere and it monitors your blood sugar levels and um, there was a you know fine commercial in the Super Bowl starring Nick Jonas saying like we have you know great technology for all kinds of things these days why are people still pricking their fingers and then last week on the show we talked about how some people found the Super Bowl commercial problematic because these are really good life-saving devices and, and monitoring systems. And some people were offended that they would spend so much money advertising it instead of getting it into people's hands mm -hmm. because um, these and things are there really are expensive. so many accessibility yeah. issues for diabetics, not just this extremely cutting edge technology, but purely getting in, getting insulin yeah. can be a problem. So it felt to people, to be tone deaf in some sense, to be like, why aren't you getting getting with it, Grandpa? It's right. Like, we would love to be with it. Yeah. We can't afford insulin. I used to be with it, but then I didn't know what with it was anymore. <laughs> Did you see this email? <laughs> Did you see this email from John? By the way, no, I think you'll really I like it. it. Let me yet. read it to you. John says, just a comment on your segment on Dexcom. I'm a father of a T1. I assume that means type one. And the G6, I think that's the Dexcom G6, literally. And not the Jet. Oh, is the jet what it was called in the commercial? Oh, we... no. A G, isn't a G6 oh, uh, right. like a fancy private jet? John actually went on to say that G, I think G stands for generation because the G6 is what's current. And there was a G1 through 5. And the 7 is supposedly around the corner. But anyway, he says the G6 literally saved my daughter a couple of times when she had overnight low blood glucose. Mm -hmm. the Very similar to that story that the article uh, author told about being on a bike ride and, yeah. and not being in a position to have been testing himself when... He would have been alone. Yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy this um, this perspective. John says that the G6 is really a wonderful device when it works. An injector set applies the sensor bed and then a transmitter is attached. The phone connectivity is great and the numbers can be shared with up to 10 people. So we had my daughter's teachers and principal and admin at her school able to read her numbers and it helped keep my daughter in school because she could avoid lows during gym class. The principal always had G on Aww. hand or highs at school. I really like Dexcom and the new version is supposed to be about the size of half a peanut M&M. Damn, that's small. Yeah, right? So it'll even be better as a wearer. Um, but the idea of Nick Jonas as a spokesperson is pretty off-putting to me. Someone like Chris Freeman, a five-time Olympic skier, would have been a much better person to have. Or Victor Garber from Alias or the League of Legends, who aren't total sellouts. Why is Nick Jonas a total sellout? <laughs> I don't know, but I love John's passion. 
questions. John, I, please get at me. I, I need to know what what Nick Jonas ever did to you. Because like what what was jo- what was Nick Jonas doing that was so pure that he then sold out? Yeah, I mean, That's you the know question. he was a, he was in the Jonas Brothers, and right. now he's. I guess I you know I don't know if he's a solo artist now or what. I think he's married to somebody fancy. I mean, I'm really we're really at the limits of my Nick right. Jonas knowledge, obviously. So, John, please uh, update us. Like to me, this is kind of like if you're somebody who is in craft work, right? And yeah. You're just like <laughs> you're just like they can only be. 10 minute songs they right. could be pretty inaccessible yeah we listened to some craft work or we tried to listen to some craft work on our road trip you weren't into it i, I was, was into, it. into it i was like what could be better for a road trip than autobahn turns out almost anything yeah but literally anything <laughs> silence is fine beer me <laughs> you can sell anything All right, let's get out of here. The show is clocking in at just under an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Good night. Good night. We need to. Good night. Get my grandmother. I used to say that. Good night. Really? I like yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, we need to get these shows under control. <laughs> they I know. are mushrooming. This was an especially sloppy one for me too. I feel like I can't talk. <laughs> well, thanks for the quiz. That was really fun. Yeah, the whole thing was good. Um, so, if people want to join the fun, join. Yeah. <laughs> what did I just do? Yeah, the whole thing was fun. Uh, join us on the Facebook group. People Please are having. Do. Welcome great to our new members. Yeah. I just approved a bunch of people today. Uh, call us at 607-444-5597. Uh, or email us at after these messages show at gmail. Talk to you guys soon. Totally stupid and sick. No scruples, cool man, ice cream, scooping it. You can sell anything.